Hello everybody, it's me, Eleanor. Welcome back to another episode of Unraba Narrator. How's everybody going? How's everybody going the fuck? How's everybody doing? Can I hear a hell yeah? Thank you so much for the silence. Anyway, I don't know why I'm full of energy. I know why. Um, I just drank a little bit of my smoothie and I'll drink a little bit more now. I just saw the girly Roxy. Shout out Roxy if she's listening. And we went to go get smoothies. ASMR, for those who enjoy ASMR with like food related shit. Um, but yeah, I'm just full of I'm full of energy right now, y'all. And I'm I'm ready to tell you stories about my parents because this is what the episode is about. It's about my parents. Um, but first and foremost, I just wanted to catch up y'all catch y'all up on my week. So St. Patty's Day was on Friday. I have stories. I'm definitely definitely gonna make an episode about just the shit that happens when i go outside like when i go out with my friends because honestly st patty's day like literally the men were menning but not in a good way i was like ew disgusting get away from me you old hag like it was that serious y'all like oh no and there was one dude who wanted the whole team and i was like you gotta go home sir there's where's your friends at you gotta clock in and go home like stop this madness but that's for an episode for next season because sorry to break it to y'all um this is the second to last episode of the season yeah 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 i think y'all are like what like you're not gonna give us a better warning yeah that's my bad i did not anticipate going anywhere for like spring break even though i'm not in fucking school i still act like i'm on the quarter system but um i didn't anticipate going somewhere for spring break so i didn't like schedule these episodes like i was fucking scheduling them anyway um properly so i'm gonna be gone for a cool minute so i don't want to be able to like not don't want to be able to but like i know i'd be able to like make episodes and make content but i don't want to when i'm on vacation like the fuck i don't want to do that so oh fuck oh my god choked and shit not that car fucking honking outside anyways so i'm going to have the second to last episode and then next week will be the season finale and it'll be cute and it'll be everything and it'll be everything we'll love it so what else has happened what else is new with eleanor um my job ended some might say she quit i did not quit it was a contract it was like six months contract and i did not want to stay there um if you want a real story time like there will be a real story time but like in the next season not this season clearly there's one episode left but so i don't i'm like don't have a job right now but um i have shit lined up so i'm like not gonna be unemployed like forever thank god um what else what else what else what else coachella's next month that was like a whole thing i have so much to say about that but i'll let y'all know after it happens so i can tell you i can spill all every single bean there is to spill <sighs> what else has happened nothing oh i have to say this the weather has been so whack here and i know it's global warming but it's kind of look at to see how like it's like sp- god shit if y'all hear that, it's the fire truck. Um, spring has sprung. Why is it raining like this? I know like spring has its showers or whatever, but like I swear like last year, it wasn't like this. Like it was kind of warm by now. Like the sun was like beaming. The girly was sweating. Like it shouldn't be like this. And I love the rain, but I currently, I just hiccup. Sorry if you heard a squeak. I love the rain. But I don't have an umbrella because my umbrella broke. So like, and I love walking outside and just how 
Westwood is built, there's humongous puddles everywhere. So you can't even really walk outside without being ankles deep or even calf deep in some rain. So like, that's not really my jam. So I'm like, can the sun come back out so Eleanor can go on her walks and disassociate, please? That's just how I'm going. That's just what I know. That's what I want. Might be selfish. Call me selfish. But um, that's basically what's new with me. Um, so going into this episode, it is called Mahalamore. And you might be wondering, like, what does that mean? It means love, love. Um, Mahal is love in Tagalog. And Amor is love in Spanish. I don't know why, to me... The way I'm saying Amor sounds so ugly. I don't know why, but it is what it is what it is. And if you're like, yeah, Lenore, do you even know Spanish? No, I don't. And I don't claim to do. I do know Spanish. But like, she's like, a Yos- I'm not a Yosabo kid. I'm not going to claim that. I'm not, I'm not one. My mom said I wasn't, so I'm not. But um, I'm calling this episode that because I just want to talk about my parents. I want to talk about my adolescence. I want to talk about my relationship with the people that... <laughs> named me who came together to produce an icon like myself so first and foremost i know i've spoken about my parents in other unreliable narrator episodes a lot um i don't think this episode is gonna be very much like sad and shit or like me talking about like the bad shit they've done because they've done bad shit and i've like been vocal about it and we all know like eleanor has daddy issues she does not get along with her dad but This is the thing why, like, I'm so cool with my dad now. Even throughout all the BS that he put me through, him and I were cool. Like, and I'm going to get into our relationship because I think it's really silly and really funny. And the same like my relationship with my mom and, like, my relationship as, like, seeing my parents. Um, But also, I want to have, I want to give you, like, a sneak peek of, like, who my parents are because you probably will never meet them. But in order to understand Eleanor, you have to understand Efren and Elvia. So, um... Efren, that's my dad's name. He is from the Philippines. He came here. I feel like I don't know a lot about my dad, which is kind of sad. I need to get into that. And when I come home, I need to like ask him some questions. I need to be on some Ellen shit and like ask him a bunch of fucking personal questions. Um, but yeah, like I don't really know when he came here. Maybe he was like late twenties, early thirties when he came here because he worked for a cool minute on a cargo ship. Like when he was like when he's in the Philippines, like his route, what he wanted to do with his life was like. Be, go to maritime school and like work on a cargo ship so you like got to travel the world delivering shit and my mom she immigrated here fuck i don't know how old she was either so that's kind of hard for me to I'm, I'm gonna say late teens early 20s late teens early 20s i'll say hopefully my sister has like a better answer for me like she'll probably like listen to this episode and text me like how old our mom was when she came here but this is giving me like more like eleanor you need to go fucking ask your parents like their lives before you because I found it's like a really common thing amongst like kids or just like people that you don't really know a lot about your parents' life before they had you or even their life before they met your other parent or whatever, you know, like the other person who helped create you. So I'm like, damn, like I really need to get to know my parents. I really don't know them, but they don't really know me. So anyways, um, so my dad is from there. My mom is from Mexico. My dad's from the Philippines. Uh, they met here in the States because they worked the same job. They both worked at UC Berkeley. They both started as custodians, even though my mom's still a custodian, but my dad like shifted and was like, now I'm going to be a maintenance person. So the people that change your light bulbs. So (laughs) that's what my dad does. But like first, initially they like met there 
And my parents have a very distinct view on how their relationship started. And I believe my mom more than my dad because my dad is like very much like happy-go-lucky. Like I'm the luckiest man in the world. Like everything good happens to me. Like, um, so he like does not see any fault in him, uh, which is like reason why I fucking like me and him like fall a lot. Um, versus like my mom is very blunt, which is like could be a good or bad thing. Um, just because of how blunt and straightforward she is. So I take my mom's story as like that is as close to the truth as we're going to get. But I'm going to tell you both. So um, my mom would like to start the story of like, oh yeah, we met at work. Your dad was still like with custodial services and your dad would bug me all the fucking time. Like I was working there for a cool minute already and your dad would come around, ask me for help and would always make fun of me. And I'm like, oh my God, how would he make fun of you, mother? Like how and she would like she would always he would always tell me like i'm like such a boy i'm so rough why don't i get like dressed up for work and she would be like sir we clean why the fuck am i dressing up who's gonna see me and she was like um anyways and that's how my mom sees it this is how my dad says it he's like okay we both met at berkeley i met your mom your mom was always like rough with everything always like always such like a tomboy and I would always make fun of her but she would think it was funny because she thought I was like she thought I was like you know handsome that I was like suave like da 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 and mind you like whenever my mom my parents tell me these stories it's usually like them without the other um but if my dad ever says this shit around my mom she's like mentiroso fucking liar this man is lying She's like, because my dad is like that type to be like, yeah, you know, like, I got to like that, like, Riz on a hundred, you know? But my mom is like, no, like, I, you annoy the fuck out of me. So to my mom, him doing this was like annoying. And to my dad, he was like, this is me flirting. <laughs> so, um, so back to how my mom sees it. So they became friends at work. And my mom would always tell me, like, oh, your dad used to always tell me, like, how he had no family here in the States. Like, he had no family in America. They were all in the Philippines. And I would feel so bad for him because for my mom, like, all her siblings are here in America with her. Um, so she was like, I, I don't, I can't imagine how that, that would feel with uh, without being with your friend, without being, like, with your siblings, like, not being able to see her, um, like, basically everyone you grew up with like to be that far from your family like that's insane so my mom would feel really bad for him and she would hang out with him a lot um another thing my dad will loves to do and my my dad loves to gamble um i don't think my mom knew this yet but he would gamble a lot and he would ask like my mom to borrow money and i'm not saying it's like ten dollars like it's like a lot of money and she'd be like oh my god he has no family here so of course i'll let you borrow this money um, and to my dad, he's like, yeah, I was going to borrow money, but did I really need the money? No, I just like wanted to keep her close. Like, you know, <laughs> I was like, you're such a weirdo. Like, what's wrong with you, father? Like, what? But, um, that's how he kept her close by borrowing money, money from her. So she had to like keep talking to him because she, he owed her money. Um, and they would, I think they, that's when they started like liking each other because they would hang out a lot. Um, and my dad would take her out and he would always take her out to like Sizzlers. And it was like the Sizzler near my house now. Um, it's now a pho place, which me and my dad frequent a lot because we love it. It's like, it's our favorite pho. Um, but he would always take her there. And I think this is like when he was like, yeah, I'm, I want to marry your mom. So I asked her to marry me. To my dad, he only asked once. Okay. According to his story, he only asked once. According to my mom's story, this man asked several times and the lady kept saying no.
So I think that's hilarious. Like my dad was persistent. He's like, this woman is going to marry me. and I'm just going to keep on asking. And he kept asking at the sizzler. So whenever I see a sizzler, I'm like, yo, dab me up. Like, or whenever I see the sizzler that's now a fun place, I'm like, that's where my dad used to take my mom out, like, on dates. Like, that's why I think it's so funny. So, this is, like, that's, like, how they met. And, like, that's how their whole relationship started. And now let's hit wedding. Because, y'all, their wedding is my fucking favorite wedding. Was I in attendance? Of course not. But they have a VHS tape. Because, of course, they got a film crew to get the whole thing. And they got someone to edit it. And mind you, they were ma- they got married in the 90s y'all this shit is fire like i want to get it digitalized so bad so i can watch it whenever i want because i love it so much because the when the wedding started happening that's when my mom realized my dad is a fucking liar through and through because he's out here saying oh i don't have any family here in the states he's right he doesn't have any immediate family like his brothers and sisters but he has family here because like the people he grew up with like of course they they moved to they they moved to the states too, um, he of course made friends here and once you make friends here it's like that's equivalent to your cousin like oh like a lot of my like my uncles and aunts like that's just my dad's childhood friend that's just his friend or that's his like third cousin like that's literally it so when they started doing like the invitations and whatever my mom was like why the fuck do we need to invite so many people like. Your family's not coming from the Philippines. Like, I don't understand. Mans is a liar. He has family here. Tell me why that church, when you watch it back, that church, 75% of it is Filipinos. 75% of the church is Filipinos. Straight up. And I love watching it because I know everybody in it. Like, I know everybody in it because it's all my aunts and uncles and cousins. Like, I know everybody in it. And they had a very traditional Catholic wedding. So, you know, that shit was like an hour long. They're out here kneeling. They put the rosary around their shoulders. They put this veil on them. It was that serious. Um, I don't skip through it because I love it so much. Because I haven't been to a wedding that was a very like traditional Catholic in a cool minute. When was the last time I went? Honestly, I don't even... Did I go to one? Monsi? That's my sister. If we have been to one, can you please let me know? Because now I don't... No, of course. I've been the flower girl for hella like Catholic. I'm good. What am I lying about? So... Basically, they got married and like, I don't know. I just love it because my dad, like, you wonder why I like, if you don't, if you think I'm sneezy and I'm cool, who do I get it from? I get it from my dad. I get it from my dad. This man is like the steeziest man out there. Like when we have family parties, he busts out the fresh sweater, the fresh Carhartt blue jeans, the loafers, the brown loafers with the tassels, busts out his watch, his wedding ring, his wedding band. A little gold bracelet, gel back his hair, his his cologne. He's ready to go. Versus my mom, more simple lady, not too flashy, but still dresses cute. But my dad's like, yeah, money, money. So like, imagine him at the wedding. That's how it like it felt. I was like, ah, look at you, father, eat it up. And same with my mom. Like, woman said, I'm serving face. Fuck the rest. Like, my mom is so quiet. Like, she's so simple. She's such a quiet woman. So, like, to see her throughout this and seeing my dad, like, ha, ha, and my mom was just, like, catching vibes, like, city. Like, don't really care. Doesn't even know what to do in front of the camera. Um, it's, like, so endearing. And then they, like, go out and, like, they they, they record the um, the reception. Literally, they always, they love talking about the reception. They always talk about how they had good music, good food, and everyone was partying and dancing. And they were dancing, one thing about Mexicans and Filipinos, we're finna dance. Like, line dancing, 
oh, delicious. Like, yeah, everybody's in sync. Everybody's on rhythm. Like, everyone got it. And because it was, like, back in the day, they did the whole generic, like, flower uh, bouquet toss. And they also do this garland thing. So, like, people don't do it now. But back in the, back when my parents got married, like, the the bride would wear this, like, it looked like a scrunchie on her leg. And there would be a time where she sits on a seat and the husband basically has to grab it from her leg without using his hands. So you have to like basically grab, like nod it with your mouth. So it's like a whole thing. It's funny. And then at the end, he'll like throw it into like all the um, men who are single to see who's gonna like, who's gonna get married. The same with like a bouquet, but for men. Um, and they also do a money dance. That's a thing that I wish more weddings did because it's so cute so basically the money dance is like every, there's a bunch of like pins and stuff on the tables and people will get their cash out and um they'll go and dance with the bride and the groom and they'll like stick a dollar five dollars on them and like at my parents wedding like they made a crown out of like five dollar bills and stuck it on my dad's head like they made a money veil for my mom like it's just like pretty and it's like beautiful and i just like love their wedding so much because i've never seen like I don't really see my parents as like like a married couple. That's just for me. Maybe my sister sees them as like husband and wife. I really see my parents as like best friends. Like I that's why I see them as. And you know, I'd be like, oh, but like a married couple should be like best friends, but like I don't even see them like as that. I see them as my parents. I see them very like individual lives. Like I see my dad as like my dad and my mom as my mom. I never see them as like my parents. But I don't know, I think I'm could make confuse people on that but um hopefully i like expand more on it or i can expand on it now maybe i can expand on it now i'll go back to the wedding in a second but i didn't grow up with having like oh your parents work during the day when you're at school and then when you come home like your parents both of them are going to be there or like they come at different times but both of them are going to be there at night it wasn't like that for me and my sister uh my dad worked in the morning so he took her at night and my mom didn't work in the morning she worked at night so then i only saw her like in between like after school and before she left for work and then on weekends before like she started doing hella overtime when it hit like middle school high school so i never really saw them like together together besides like family trips and like christmas thanksgiving things like that when we moved like as a unit so i saw them very much as like best friends like never as like a married couple just because like they don't they don't move like a married couple and i i, I don't know i kind of like it like that though um my sister could disagree and she might disagree with everything I just said to be honest but um that's how I saw our parents so I love watching this video and I love watching their wedding video because it's like for the first time I see a life like before my sister and I and I see my parents like married and it's Efren and Elvia like it's just them it's not Efren, Elvia, Monsi, and Eleanor it's just Efren and Elvia and it's I don't know it's something beautiful like so beautiful to see and like just to see like the people I know now in that light, like before I was born and just seeing them mix and mingle amongst themselves, it's just like hilarious to me. Like I love it. And um, I'll take any time to watch that. Like I really will. My dad knows like how much I love watching their wedding video. Um, but yeah, like that's like my, my parents. But like now let me get into like them as individuals. So you know like who the hell raised this bad, this bad bleep, okay? And like I said, this episode is more like giving my parents their flowers for raising me. Not, we're not gonna like, 
we're not gonna talk about the trauma they have caused me because they caused me a lot and that we there's episodes about it um but my parents like why i have such a good relationship with them is because they were they're interesting people and let's start with my dad my dad is like me like i think growing up and why like i was like i hate my dad i hate my dad and my mom was like you're just like him and i'm like no i'm not don't fucking say that ever um no i'm just like that man i'm just like that man like we are overly like confident but not in a way where it's cocky it's more like we're just so sure of ourselves (laughs) is there any basis to why no and like that's just how my dad is like he is the type of person to be like everything that good happens is because we're the Polabrika family. It's because we're the luckiest people in the world. Like, we're the best of the best. Like, did he have any evidence to these claims? No. But he just felt it. So, and make you feel it. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, we are the luckiest people in the world. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, we could pass hella traffic. And my daddy's like, you see that? You see that? It's because I'm a driver. It's because I'm so good, but it's, it's actually because he's fucking reckless and he drives crazy. But I'm in the car like, yeah, it is. It's because you're a driver. It's because you're a driver, father. It's because that's why we passed all that traffic in like a two seconds, even though we kind of broke a lot of laws. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, no, it's because we're the luckiest people in the world. So like the original luckiest girl in the world was my dad. Like that man was like, so he, he kind of moves like that. He's very secure in himself. Very much like um i get what i want when i want it very independent very hard working but not as hard working as my mom like he's hard working but my mom's on a different level um another thing about my dad my dad loves spending money my dad loves spending money but he's not like reckless spending money like he's like oh if we have enough like if i my, see another thing about my childhood so we sold and we would collect to sell cans um very easy gig my parents love doing it so we recycle a lot and my dad every time he would go to like junkyard to like get the money from our cans he would come back with like 50 bucks 80 bucks and be like we're eating out tonight but for my mom she'd be like why don't we just save it but for my dad was like man this is canned money like let's go have dinner together so he really like loved um spending time with us outside of the house like outside the house like being able to benefit from the hard work that's that was a thing that my dad uh really like taught my sister and I and I think that's why my sister and I are never like cheap with like food and like experiences because our dad was never cheap with food and experiences because he's like if we're gonna eat we're gonna eat good if we're gonna go to a place it has to be like a good place we're not gonna stay somewhere that's not safe that's not good that people wouldn't want to be at so I think that's what we learned from our dad um so we got to do a lot of that like Every birthday, my dad was really into birthdays. And I was really into birthdays, too, because I was a spoiled fucking brat, like, in my eyes. Like, I was, like, I I don't know. I I was raised by, like, two immigrant-ass fucking parents that were stingy as shit. And, like, all our furniture in our house didn't match because we found on the side of the road or hand-me-downs. Um, and everything that I had, like, I never bought anything full price. Never. Clothes. Never. Food, I had to be able to buy one, get one, or it had to be a coupon if it was like a luxury. Like, if it was like a granola bar, like I oh, could only get the granola bars that were on sale. And like, oh, you wanted that shirt, you can only buy from like the 50% off rack in the back, or if it was buy one, get one free, or buy one, get one off. Like, my mom was like, we never buy clothes full price. I didn't start buying full, like, clothes full price until I had money on my own, and then I got to do that. But like, growing up, like, it was never that. But, uh, my my dad was so into like 
like i don't know the way he carried himself like i'm just showing you like he acted like we were like we were like, who are those people like richie rich like that type of shit but really it was like not but because he acted that way it made you feel like you had everything in the world and me being me, I love 90210. I love The Hills. I love watching reality TV, My Sweet 16. I talk about this a lot. So I felt like I was one of those girls on those shows. So, and my dad always treated like, oh, we're the best in the fucking world. But in my eyes, I was like, why don't I get those things then? Why don't I get those things then? Because in my dumbass self, being a young being, I didn't realize like my parents don't have generational wealth. I Again, being like seven, you don't know what that means. So of course you don't know what that is. But for my dad, like, he tried his best, and he did pretty good. Like, he he always made sure we had a good birthday. Even when I, like, grew older, like, my dad was the one that kept it up with it. Like, I would tell him, like, I want to go have dinner with my friends on this day. He's like, okay, he'll take me wherever I want. And I was like, I want to go to the mall first, and I want to shop. And then I have dinner. And he'll be like, okay. And this man will follow me around the mall with my friends. And once he gave my friends money because he saw they weren't buying anything, and he felt bad that they had to, like, look at me, buy shit. So he was like, here. Go buy buy yourself something. So that was just, like, the person he was. And he was, like, anything on the menu, he was, like, buy whatever you want. Like, buy whatever you want. You only live once. You only eat. You have to eat good. Why are you going to buy something shitty and not enjoy it if we're out here? And I was, like, you're so real, Efren. Like, that's why everywhere I go, I will eat well. Because my parents always said, like, if we're going to eat, we're gonna it's going to be good quality. We're not putting shit in our bodies. And another thing is, like, we're not throwing any of it away. <laughs> and that's, like, something bad, like... I never want to throw anything away and I always want to finish it so I overeat. And that's something that fucking sucks. Like, I, I feel like a lot of families, like, do this shit. Like, when you're, like, you never waste food. So, like, you'll buy a meal and just, like, keep eating even though you're clearly full just because you don't want to waste it. And if you, and if you do have, like, little leftovers, it could be, like, two pieces of chicken. You're still bringing it home. You're not throwing that shit away because it's still good food. So, that's, like, the thing, like, my dad raised me on and... Another thing my dad raised me on was like, he, like he was like, we're gonna make the world work for us, like that was his thing. And you might like he was a Karen in his own, cause my dad liked to read the fine print. He would fight for what he believed in, what he believed was true, and it could not be it. Sometimes it was not true. Sometimes he was arguing just to fucking argue. But one thing about Efren, Efren is gonna win. And that's why we didn't get along but like he's gonna win and i remember once like I, I bought something from the halloween store like from spirit that last day for it to like like to return was the day we returned it and they're like no we can't return it and he's like why the fuck can't i return it on the day it says the last day it didn't hit midnight yet it's still the day like why and we spent like an hour and a half in that fucking spirit like, I'll remember my dad was talking to everybody, giving everybody shit. And then they finally let me return it because it was valid. Um, but another thing like my dad does is uh, growing up, I'm really like picky when it comes to food. Just that's how I am. Like, I'm not like overly, overly fucking picky, but I like what I like. And when I and my dad understands that he's like, oh, she likes that. She likes that. So at the Chinese food place I grew up eating at, it had um, like the prawns with the green beans and the black bean sauce, like shrimp like green beans and black bean sauce that's that's what it had i think it either shut down or it wasn't good anymore or we just moved um so we had to find a new chinese food place so my dad was like they're gonna make it here for you and i'm like it's on the fucking menu he's like well they're gonna make it here for you so he always would ask and they would always be like is it okay it's we're gonna charge you extra we're gonna charge you extra and my dad's like i don't care like my kid wants it my kid's gonna get it 
And to the point where the people know who we are now when we go there. Because there's not an order that goes without what I want. AKA like the prawns, the black bean sauce, and the green beans. Like it, they, that would always be in the order as long as I'm a fucking alive. Um, so my dad is always like, he'll always ask for me. And like, another, and I think it's just because he doesn't, like my dad does not know how to be a dad. And I've talked about this in like other episodes. Like that's why he's like, I really see him as like my friend growing up. Because I'd be like, oh, I love this. And he was like, oh, you like it? He'll go to Costco and buy five of it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like it that much. But like to him, he's like, oh, you like that one cookie? I'll buy you 10 of them. And I'm like, I don't want them though. Like that, like another two would have been cool, but 10? And the same with like, I think my dad would spend a lot of time with my cousin. Um, and she's like so much more put together than me and my sister. And like, my mom raised us to, like, wear the bummiest fucking clothes in the house. Like, by the time you walk through that threshold, the shoes are off, the chanclas are on, and you're taking your outside clothes off, and you're putting on your house clothes. And, like, my house clothes are, like, mismatched, ripped up, bleached, whole. Like, it's just, it's house clothes. Anybody gonna see me? And I remember once, I was, like, in the kitchen, and my dad was, like, staring at me, and I looked at him, and he was like, do you have pajamas? I, I mind you, I'm, like, 22, like and I'm like looking at him I'm like yeah I have pajamas these are my pajamas he's like you don't have pajamas that match and I was like no not really because I just don't find the need to buy sets like the shirts I wear are probably like free shirts I got from like Calday growing up or like from my dad's closet that got fucked up when he would like paint houses and like gym shorts that I would get from middle school and PE like I don't understand but he's like you know like I can buy you matching pajamas if you'd like. And I'm like, Dad, I don't need that shit. But if you can buy me this pair of shoes, like, I would really like that, though. But, like, it was that's the type of thing, like, my dad would be on. Like, that's just how he is. Like, a silly, goofy man. Um, nothing about my dad. He loves sports. Always wanted a son. So I took that place. You know, I tried to fill that void in his heart. Because I was like, you know what? This house is full of, like, a bunch of women. Like, my mom, my sister, and I, like, no one is going to sit on the couch and watch Sunday Night Football with you or Friday Night Football or watch this Manny Pacquiao fight with you or give a shit about, like, watching the Chicago Bulls with you. No, ain't nobody going to care. So I was like, you know what? I'll sit here and I'll watch. And I'll learn about who these people are and why they're so good, and I'll do that for you. And, like, honestly, through this, like, bonding moment, just trying to be closer to my dad, it made me fall in love with sports. And that's why, like, I still follow it to this day. Like, that's why I'm kind of knowledgeable what the fuck is going on because my dad... And I talk about it. And, like, when we have our father-daughter moments, like, him and I talk about it. And that's another thing I love about my dad. Um, he and I, when my sister went off to college, he would take me out a lot. We would go out to dinner. And we would always go to this sushi spot in Berkeley. We don't go there anymore because I think it changed, like, man like management. So the prices rose. And they took away my what my dad liked to eat on the menu so we don't go. But I remember once we were sitting there and this white couple come in. We're minding our business. We're eating. And my dad hits me. I'm like, huh? Sorry, just excuse me. I just burped a little bit. If you heard that, excuse me. I'm only human. Um, they start eating the sushi with their hands, like even though they have chopsticks and shit, like they're just like grabbing it with their like palming it with their fucking hands. And my dad is like, "What is wrong with them?" And like it's a sincere question, not trying to make fun, but he's just so confused. And I was like, "I don't know." Like and the whole time we're inside, we're silent. And we're just watching them eat. And I think that was like a funny ass thing. And another thing was like on the fourth of July, my mom. Like, two years ago, the 4th of July, my mom was, like, with her sisters, like, in a, um, like, having sister bonding time. So, my dad was like, you know what? We're gonna go somewhere. Let's go to Monterey. Because he, we love, my sister and my dad love going to Monterey. 
Like they, I don't know what they, I think it's the ocean. That's what they like the most about it. Um, so we go, we get in a car accident on the way there. And, but we finally make it to like, like the ocean and we get to like, we're eating at this restaurant. It's really pretty. We're just like eating and it's silent. And my dad's like, I asked my dad like, oh, how are you? And he's like, I'm doing good. He's like, we had a day though. Like we had a day and like he makes this face that he wants to start laughing because like literally not just an hour later, like hour before we got hit by a fucking car on the freeway. Like that shit was insane. Like sister crying and screaming in the car. And my dad screaming at the guy because he freaked my sister out so much because he hit our car hella bad because <laughs> it was a T-Mobile car and it was just like a funny like my dad's like silly and goofy like he he's able to like make fun of the situation like me like we always make fun of the situation like i don't like talking to my mom about like stupid out-of-pocket shit that men do to me like out in the streets or like in the workplace or just what racist shit happens because she's like she likes to um victim blame aka she blames me for why they happen so i don't really talk to her about them but with my dad i love telling him the shit because he'll laugh with me like, but, like, in the end, he'll be like, you have to be careful, though. People are crazy. Because, like, he understands, like, the situation. Um, also, like, I think this is the last thing I'll tell about my dad before I move to my mom. Another thing about my dad is he is so silly goofy where I think this is, goes for both my parents. I'll say this about both my parents. But my dad is more vocal about it. Both my parents don't give false gas. They do not get, well... My mom always says, like, she loves us and that we're smart and we're great. My dad, not so much. But, like, my dad is, like, and my mom both don't hype us up, like, for doing the bare minimum or just merely existing. My parents, like, and they don't tell us, like, we're the best people in the whole entire world. Like, they, they don't. Um, and I kind of am grateful for them for, like, for doing that because, like, it kind of, like, it grounded me because they believe to not give false praise like yeah my dad should have fucking praised more but he didn't at all first but like we balanced it out because my mom did but my dad like i met like a lot of parents where they always be like my kid is the most perfect person in the whole entire world which is like love like of course that's your kid you're gonna think highly of them but my dad never did that um but one thing about my dad is like he's so truthful so truthful like, I will always tell him to rate me out of 10. Like, whenever I go out and I'm like, rate my nails out of 10. Rate my fit out of 10. Do I look pretty? Rate me out of 10. And man is blunt and straightforward. Like, he'll deduct points and he'll tell you why. Like, I, <laughs> once I thought I looked cute. And I told him, I was like, what do I look like out of 10? And he was like, he looked at me, a little silent. He was like, an 8. And I was like, damn. Well, I was like, an 8, 80% is pretty good. I was like, why? Like, deduct points. He was like, he was like your hair, it looks too flat. And I was like real valid my hair must have been flat that day because he would know because he like gels up his hair so fucking much like slicks back his hair because his hair man's filipino flat as fuck the hair is flat straight so his hair is flat as fuck so he gels that shit up to the to the heavens um so he told me my hair was flat and i remember another time i asked him i was like rate me i was looking cute this day i was wearing like a little pencil like a tennis skirt and like uh like a polo and i would look real preppy i told him I was like, rate me out of 10 he was like you would be a 10 but i'm gonna rate you a nine and i was like why did you read me a nine he was like because if i rate you a 10 it would be too much like there's always room and i was like you're so real and he was like also be careful outside because you're so pretty like there's weirdos outside i was like oh my god dad thank you so much like eh, like <laughs> but yeah like that's my thing about my dad he always kept it real kept it a buck he never fucking lied to my face um and um now going to my mom my mom is a funny-ass lady. You, Who I get my, like, suave, like, ah, steez, ha, from my dad. How I get, like, to be funny, that's from my mom. My mom is a fucking riot. 
She's hilarious. Um, you can ask any of my cousins, my aunts, my uncles who their favorite sibling is. This their that's my mom. My mom is their favorite sibling, or who they think is the funniest is my mom. My mom is hilarious. Like she knows how to fucking tell a story, and I think like if you know Spanish then you're in luck because when she tells stories in spanish it's a whole production like she's gonna get up she's gonna make voices she's gonna reenact it and it's gonna be everything so like you think i can tell a story oh you haven't met my mom and my mom's best stories are when she talks shit about me and my sister the amount of time she has told people that i used to pee myself in the backyard of our house because i didn't want to go inside because i didn't want to miss out on the fun is ridiculous is ridiculous she tells people that story all the time. All the time. And how, because I did that, I would get so many fucking... <laughs> I would literally get so many rashes on my coochie as a child because I would never, ever tell her I would pee myself. I would just wear my pee-filled undies outside playing and shit. And she would find out later on when she was like, bitch, you peed yourself for like... Where'd you pee yourself? I was like, an hour ago. And she's like, you didn't tell me? And I'm like, no. And all of a sudden I have a rash. And for once, like, I got a rash... And my mom thought she was putting ointment on me. This bitch put Icy Hot. She put Icy Hot on my coochie, y'all. This woman, I never seen this woman run so fast and dunk me in the tub. Like, it was so funny. Like, that's just how my mom is. She's just a silly, goofy woman. And she can always take a joke. She can always take a joke. And my biggest thing with my mom, and I can say this because I'm her daughter, but I just love saying how, she, how she's so Mexican. Because... My parents, like, yeah, my, my dad's mad Filipino, my mom's mad Mexican, but, like, no one really, we don't really talk about it, because, like, there's, why would you point that out in the house? Like, we're not weirdos. So, um, like, fetishizing over, like, oh, my kids are mixed, or my husband's Filipino, my wife's Mexican, like, my parents don't fucking do that shit. So, I just love messing with my mom. And I love messing with my mom in the way, like, I love to, like, be in public, walking around, and suddenly be like, oh, my God, there's a, this Mexican man following us. And she's like, oh, my God, who? And I'm like, he's talking to me right now. And and my mom realized I'm talking about her. <laughs> like, I love doing that to her. I love doing that to her. Like, she'll be standing in my bedroom, and I'll run in and, like, scream. And I'm like, oh, my God, who is this Mexican man? He's in my room right now, wearing plaid. And it's, like, my mom, and she's wearing plaid. And she'll look at me like, what's wrong with you? And, like, I just love messing with her so much. And, like, my sister and I do this to my mom all the time because we lose her. And she never has her phone. One thing about my mom is this woman has a cell phone. She has an iPhone. Doesn't have it ever. Ever. Imagine living that way. She never has her cell phone on her. She just lives on vibes. Um, so we lose her a lot, especially in Costco. I lose my mom all the time. She'll be like, okay, go get tortillas. I'll be in the meat section. This woman moves so fast. Like, she's no longer in the meat section. She made it to the, like, the fucking frozen section with the eggs inside of the freezer. Like, I don't understand this woman. So, my sister and I were really into South Park when we were younger. And there was this episode um, when I think they were playing, like, pretending to be border control. So, like, Eric Cartman was out here, like, scanning for Mexicans, scanning for Mexicans, found a Mexican. And there's, like, you can find videos about this fucking clip. Because it was, like, funny. If you cancel me all you want, I watch South Park. Um... So when we, when we lose my our mom, we'll stand in one central place and we'll go, scanning for Mexicans, scanning for Mexicans. And then we'll find our mom and be like, found her. And then we'll go run to her. Um, but my favorite thing is like literally just telling her how Mexican she is because I like to humble her. 
I like to let her remember because like she's the same woman that wanted my sister and I to be like so close to what white people were where I was like girl that is not the next big thing like being us is the next big thing the fuck white people want to be like us are you kidding me um which is fucking true so I always give her shit for that and like I think my mom pays like she gets back at me um for like the shit that I give her by like one thing I love about my parents especially about my mom and her family is like yeah, they don't live in Mexico anymore, but one thing about them, they're going to pick their own fruit. They love going in the springtime to pick cherries, to go pick stone fruit, wheelbarrow and all, like everything. Like we're going to make, we're going to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and we're going to drive to the farm that's two hours fucking away to go pick fruit in the fucking sun. And that's what they were going to do. And I remember vividly, my sister wasn't here this year because she was back in Irvine. It was my mom and my like my mom's family like my grandma my aunt my cousins and i was in charge of my family's bucket like we're all given a bucket to fill up my mom was like yo you're in charge of this because she got knee replacement she's like i can't climb the ladder so i was like okay i'll do it mind you my mom likes to forget that like the colonizers really got me you know with my skin pigment and the whitening soap that i spoke about in previous episodes like really got me so i sunburned extremely like really really bad and her and my grandma are like sitting underneath a tree sitting down eating like eating cherries while i'm in this fucking on this ladder on the tippity top i'm immersed in this cherry tree and i'm picking and i can hear below me my mom complaining how slow i'm going i and mind you like my dad said my mom was a rough tomboy like so when she picks cherries she just grabs that whole shit and throws it in the bucket for me i like to vet through i like to see if it's I like the deep red cherries. All my family, that's the sweetest. So I'm like looking for the deepest red cherries or whatever. And she straight up goes like, you wouldn't last a day in the field. You're too slow. You're too slow. And she's like yelling at me from down there. And I'm like, out here. And then now the rest of my family catches wind that I'm getting bullied. And they're all like, oh yeah, Eleanor, you would not last a day in the fields. You're too slow. You need to work faster, Mija. Like, you need to work faster. And I'm like out here on this fucking ladder, mind you, getting sunburnt, but no one knows because everyone thinks I'm like them and I will take to the sun like my ancestors. No, the Spaniards got me good, y'all. Those white people got me good. These undertones, they said, we sunburn, baby. We sunburn before we tan. So I'm not here getting yelled at. And that was like, I loved that day. And another thing about us is like, we're for sure going, like my mom, she's like, yeah, we're going to your grandma's house because your grandma, like my grandma bro- grows uh, nopales, which is like, nopal is, uh, what the fuck is it? It's uh, cactus. So we freeze cactus and we like cook it when we want because it's nopales and you can like eat it in tacos and shit. Um, so we go to my grandma's house and her backyard is full of like fruit trees. And I think there's an apricot tree. And my grandma asked me, she was like, can you please get on the, uh, get on the, the ladder and do that shit for us. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So like my mom, like me bullying her for being Mexican, like she reminds me right back that I am too. <laughs> so I'm on this, I'm on this ladder picking apricots. I'm getting fucking sunburned and I'm moving extremely slow. Cause I can feel the heat on my ears. And I'm getting really sunburned. And my mom is like, Eleanor, come on, girl. Pick it up. And I'm picking it up. And, like, mind you, the ladder my grandma gave me is fucking uneven. It's literally broken, I believe. So it's like I'm teetering back and forth. And I literally tell my mom. I'm like, mama, like, this ladder is broken. And my grandma's like, ah, like, it's okay. Like, Shintero's like, my uncle used it the other day. He was fine. I'm like, ama, like, I think I'm going to fall off of this. And, of course, my mom, what did she go? very tough love she's like what do you want me to do 
What do you want me to do? And mind you, you would think like she would get up and hold it. But she was too busy, like, doing something else with my grandma. So I was like, okay, like, I'm going to pick whatever apricots. I come back in. I didn't pick a lot. And my grandma's like, why didn't you pick a lot? And I was like, I don't really like apricots. And she was like, why did you tell me that in the first place? I wouldn't have told you to get on the ladder and pick them. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But that's, like, very much my mother. Like, she's very... <laughs> She's, like, hilarious because she'll do that shit to me and I'll make fun of her about being Mexican. But she's like, no, bitch, you're Mexican, too, because you're my kid and I'm going to make you pick these shits. And I'm like, retweet, retweet. And, um, oh, my God, let me tell you another thing about my mom. So my mom, she loves saying that she doesn't know English. Like, her English is not good. This girl is, well, maybe she's proficient in English. She's self-taught. Come on, Miss Elvia. So she doesn't know, like, the pronunciations or like some words so she speaks a lot of like spanish to me and shout out to her that's the reason why i know spanish shout out to my grandma too shout out her and if y'all are like wow you don't call your grandma abuela i do to her to her but like to y'all i don't need to say abuela because i don't need her attention the only time i ever call her like abuela is when i'm around her because then she like my grandma only knows spanish she knows grandma but like i'm not gonna call her that shit she deserves an umbrella when I call talk to her, but like I'm gonna call her grandma in these stories because it slips off the tongue better. Anyways, so my mom always believes like my English is not good, but for my parents, like both my parents, like my sister and I, uh, we helped our parents a lot with like paperwork and shit like that, and like because they just some people don't understand. That, like, some people, even though they speak English, they don't understand some of the shit you're telling them. Especially when it comes to, like, like medical stuff. They don't understand what the... Like, my mom is like, I don't understand what you're saying to me. Like, I don't... And, like, me being a kid, like, I kind of don't understand either. But my parents only use my sister as, like, we never translated. We just put everything in simpler terms for, let, like, for them to understand. Which is, like, that's why I always commend, like, kids that grew up translating for their parents. Like, straight up translating from, like, Spanish to English to English to Spanish. Like, I never had to do that. I just had to be, like, I had to read stuff, file the paperwork for my parents. And, like, if I had to, like, show up to their appointments, the doctor would talk to me and I would look at my mom and be like, oh, they just need to give you medicine for your knee. After, like, a ten minute talk that they fucking would say to my mom. I'm like, dude, if you want to explain this, go get a Spanish doctor, like, get a doctor to speak Spanish or get a translator because I can't. So, whatever, what have you. But for my mom, in her eyes, my sister and I are fluent. Okay? And she always tells my family, they're always like, oh, your kids don't speak Spanish. And she's like, they do. But they don't want to talk. They don't want to practice with me. They don't want to talk. But mind you, my thing is I can express myself better in English. So I will talk in English unless I'm talking to my grandma or someone who doesn't speak English. I'll talk in Spanish. Versus my sister, she doesn't even... I, I love her and she's listening right now. I love her. But girl, it don't matter if your accent is bad. Like, our grandma doesn't give a shit. Our family doesn't care. Um, my accent is okay. But you can tell that, like, I was born here. And my <laughs> my conjugations can get kind of, get kind of fucked. Um, sometimes, because I'm so used to just talking about myself in Spanish, so if I were to talk about other people, that's when it gets kind of fucked up. But my grandma doesn't care. She still understands me. Um, but to my mom, we're fluent, okay? And my mom's a very, like, she's hard. Like, the exterior, very hard. Um, she's a very lovely person, loves people. Is such a loving mother. Like, 
such a real true ass mom like to not only to me and my sister to all my friends to all my cousins to like anybody like my mom's a real ass mother um but for me me and my mom like she's so mexican in the way where she's like oh if you're my kid then you know spanish period so i remember once i was uh sitting at the stove and she told me, she was like, she tell, and when I tell these stories, if I tell you, like, my mom says this to me, it's in Spanish. So she tells me, can you take out a pan for me? And I'm like, yeah. And I ask her, I'm like, which pan? She responds to me in Spanish. She tells me what kind of pan. But this is the thing. I don't understand her because I don't know these words yet. So, like, new vocabulary unlocked on Duolingo. Like, literally, I'm like, I, don't, I, I know she means a pan. She doesn't want a pot. But I don't understand what kind of pan. Does she want a small one? For like just cooking an egg? Does she want a large one for cooking tortillas? Or does she want a deep one because we're cooking beans? Like I don't understand. Like what what does she want me to take out? So I ask her again. I'm like, oh, what kind of pan? Like I'm trying to get her to like give me more context. Because if you're a kid like me, you know Spanish. But um, there's some words that you don't know. So you use the context of the situation as to, to help you figure it out. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to like suss it out without her getting upset. Because my sister knows this. If you ask my mom multiple times to like repeat herself, especially like she's going to get mad. And I don't think my mom understands. Like, girl, I just don't understand what you mean by which pan. So I keep asking her, but she keeps telling me in English. No, not English, in Spanish. And maybe some of the kids out there understand me. You never, ever, 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 ever ask your immigrant parent to say it in English because they're going to feel like it's such a blem. It's such a blem. Like, you can't understand me? Like, that's such a blem. So, and I just don't want to be like the rest of the world telling her, like, speak English. Like, I, I'm, this is your house. You speak Spanish. Like, I, this is my fault. My fault, mother. I don't understand. So, I was, like, sitting there, and I'm getting nervous because it's, I can hear her. The tone is changing. After I keep asking her, I'm like, oh, like, which pan? Like, what are you trying? I keep trying to ask her, like, oh, what are you trying to cook? But she's like give me this pan, put it on the stove. And I'm like, I don't. and I just bite the bullet because I'd rather, I'm like, I'd rather do it right than do it wrong. So I'm asking her, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. Can you say, I was like, I literally tell her, I was like, can you, I was like, I don't know that word in Spanish. Can you tell me it in English? Oh, she hated that. I remember where she was. She was in the kitchen, not in the kitchen. She was in the dining room table area cleaning. And she looked up at me. She got so mad. And my sister knows this face when she gets really fucking mad and she wasn't looking at you. And she looks at you like you're good for shit. Like you, you can't do anything, huh? And she's like, you don't understand me? This pan. I want this pan. And she grabs the pan. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know that's the fucking, well, that's what that word meant. Now I fucking know. Now I know. But like the same, like the same thing happened at my grandma's house. Um... My mom was telling me to move something because there were chicalinas. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, what are you talking about? Like, she's like, move that away from the chicalinas. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And my grandma's saying the same thing. And I'm looking at them both and I'm like, this is a word I've never heard in my entire life. What are you saying to me right now? And my mom gets like fed up with me, like, of course, but she doesn't show it in front of my grandma. She's like, this, move this away from the ants. And she says it in English. And I'm like, chicalinas? Aren't, those are amigas, like, those are fucking ants. That's not how you say ants. She's like, well, we're from, this is how you say ants. And I'm like, okay. Like, from their little barrio in Mexico or like Michoacan or whatever, like, I don't know. Chicalinas is ants. Well, to me, when I learned Spanish, amigas is ants. 
And, um, but to my mom, she was like, you don't know that. But so now when I call aunts, I call them chicalinas. Fun fact. Uh, but yeah, it's like that type of shit. Like my mom, she's, um, she's a hard ass. So you can see like how she is with Spanish and stuff. Like she's a hard ass, like, um, but she, that's what she taught me to be very independent, very strong ass woman. Cause that's how my mom is. She takes shit from nobody. Uh, she might be quiet, but when it gets down to it, she's, she's going to let you hear from her. Um, <laughs> and she knows how to take a joke. My mom knows how to take a joke. She knows how to have fun. She never takes anything to heart and she lets me be me even though I'm fucking weird as shit. Even though she does try to police me and I talk about this. Like, she hates when I wear hoops. She hates the way I talk. She hates the way I dress. But, um, coming from her, I'm like, girl, you're the most tomboy out of them all. Like, who did I learn it from? You. But you're out here telling me I need to dress like a little girl. Girl, stop. Um, but my mom is just so, like, she is so loving and she loves people, like, 100% all the fucking time through and through to a fault and that even though like that's a beautiful thing about my mom I wish she didn't tr give everyone that grace because not everyone fucking deserves it but she does and um like every little Latino kid my mom's love language is cutting me fruit buying me fruit cutting it up and like giving it to me but this is the thing that's also my dad's love language he will also do that and he he's kind of like a stay-at-home dad now because he's retired so he does that way more and how they cut fruit really speaks to their character my mom like my dad said she's rough you know so when she cuts that fruit it's fucking whatever and especially i'll tell you how she cuts a uh, pineapple because i think how you cut pineapple really tells you what kind of person you are and if you have patience and what you care about the pineapple so we all know like when you cut a pineapple, it has, like, the middle part, and it has, like, the eyes. That's what, like, my, my parents call them, the little dots on them that you should probably cut out, but it's tedious. My mom doesn't cut it out. And my mom doesn't um cut out the middle. She kind of just, like, takes off the skin of the pineapple, cuts it up, and puts it out on display. But for my dad, it's a whole ordeal when he cuts pineapple. Like, he'll sit at the head of the table, peel, like, like basically, like, peel the pineapple, and then take out every single eye of the pineapple. So, like, I don't know. I think I'm describing it well enough for you to understand what I mean by, like, so he'll basically take, like, a like a peeling thingy and, like, take out the bit that shouldn't be there. So by the time when he cuts it into cubes, it's perfect. It's perfect. And my mom will always talk about, like, how she's, like, she prefers my dad cutting fruit because he's so particular about how things are which i think is like why i'm so particular as well like my mom doesn't understand why i get so like visibly like upset when things are out of place but like my dad like is the same way like he every everything has to be particular he doesn't like people who are sloppy um he doesn't like people who act sloppy so he's very much like if i'm gonna cut this fruit i'm gonna cut it to the best of my ability in the way that is the best for consumption and if it takes me 20 minutes instead of five then so be it and honestly it's worth it um because it it minimizes the, your tongue tingling to be honest like you can eat more pineapple when the pineapples are very 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 like peeled correctly uh fun fact but um my parents as a unit though i always i want to talk about this with my sister but i'll start this conversation here they really didn't like co-parent they parented us in their individualized parenting styles they didn't like um 
you know how some parents like they're like okay we're gonna raise our kids to be like this like no like my parents are very much like similar in their values and morals and how they were raised so it was that was like fine like my manners how to talk to people how to treat people like my parents were like that's how you do it but for certain things like academics my mom was like you just have to go to school get good grades you're good my dad was like no you have to be the best of the fucking best see like they didn't know each other were like that so my mom was so confused like why are my kids crying over an a minus i don't understand and i'm like go ask your husband what he's been telling us and that's like that's like kind of like how my parents raised me it was very two different parenting styles but 100 percent of every single one of them but them together a thing that like they both um agreed on was like how my dad he how do i explain both my parents believe like being like a child like being a kid like my job was just to go to school and get good grades my parents didn't allow me to get a job like a high like when i was in high school i wanted to get a job and like they're like no you need money i'll give you money but you need to go to school and get good grades so i was like oh but i want to like do this i want to earn my own money like be able to buy whatever i want bitch ass siri the fuck anyways (laughs) sorry i think i hit siri on my fucking apple watch anyways um so that was our only job so my dad he was like as long as you do your job you could do whatever you want and when i tell you he let us do whatever we wanted it was fucking true. Like, starting middle school, I could be like, okay, I'm going outside with my friends. Can I have money? He'll give me $20 and send me on my way. Man did not give me a curfew. Man didn't make me get Life 360. No, find my friends. I have find my friends with my dad. He doesn't even know, though, just because I like to see where he's at. But uh, no, nothing. He was like, my his biggest thing was like, you tell me who you're with, where you're going. When I tell you it's time to go home, you come home. That's all I want. You can go and do whatever you want. And that's exactly what I did. And both my parents are like that. And that's why a lot of my um, my friends or like people I've met, like other family, they just can't understand how like you got your cake and you got to eat it too. You know, like I got good, the good grades. I got to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And my parents like let me because like I wasn't stupid. And I think what my parents did at a very early age is like my mom, she made it clear. She was like, your dad and I, we are not from this place. We're not from this country. We are not have. We did not have the childhood you had. And we're working extremely hard so you can have the childhood you, you are having. And you should be very grateful that we are doing this for you. But in turn, do this one thing for us. And I think that's what made my sister and I work so freaking hard because they did give us everything. They gave us everything. Um... So I was like, the one thing I could do is be a good kid. And if I if I don't give my parents any trouble, then I did a good thing. And that's exactly what I did. Like, I, my sister and I are goody-two-shoes, squares, literally, squares. And if we weren't squares, we did our fucking teenage shit, angst, writing, whatever. Not writing, we didn't fucking write it. But, like, our other shit, like, our parents wouldn't want to know about. We did it, un- like, we did it. But we did it in a way where we knew it would never come back to us. Like we never, we knew it would never like infringe on our education, us in school or us on like us like a people. Like that's just what it was. So like, I don't know. For me, I don't know. For my sister, I always took pride in the fact that like I could just do whatever, and like I had it all in my eyes. Like I had it all. Like my parents let me do what the fuck I wanted as long as I did good in school. It sounded like a good deal to me. So that's why I never could understand why my other cousins could not do that. 
or like other people in my life could not do that. But it was like, girl, like not everyone is you, Eleanor. No fucking shit. But like the whole thing of like my dad being like, you're so competitive. You're the fucking best. It was like me being like, don't you want to be the fucking best? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. But like, again, not everyone is being raised by an Efren and Elvia. And I think through this episode, I wanted to show you who raised me and give them their flowers because they did raise a bad bleep. Like, um, and they are fun. Like, I think I'm at this age now where I can see the good as actually good and not only fixate on the bad because the bad really did um, make me have some animosity against my parents and made me like hate them. Um, which was like really valid. If you hear other episodes of mine and what you will hear future episodes of mine, like they did some shit. Like they, some of it was unforgivable. Some of the shit like I, as an adult, have to work through and like that's perfectly fine. But they did give me a lot. Like, and they did give me good memories and they did, um, they did the best they could. I remember if you were to ask me like, three years ago I would have been like they could have done better they could have done better but when you really think about it what like I think the real moral of the story is is like my parents like they did not grow up in the states they did not know how to raise a kid here another big thing like they didn't know how to raise my sister and I like I don't really talk about like maybe I'll have an episode about being mixed which is like funny I think that should be an episode in itself because the amount of shit you get as a mixed kid and like the fetishization and like the weird shit you hear from people is fucking insane and I would love to share that but like another episode but I don't think they understood like the identity issues we would go through like my mom in her eyes like I said like I was Mexican I was Mexican the fuck but to other people I wasn't and like how that made me feel towards my mom towards my identity like and being filipino and like having like other parts of asia not like us like you were not asian you were not the good asian and not feeling good about yourself and like not being proud of yourself and like it taking me meeting other filipino kids and like spending time with my dad's family spending time with my dad to be like no like why the fuck am i mad or why do i wish i was like east asian like no i'm proud as fuck to be filipino the fuck like the hell so I don't know, like, I, I think at this age, now I'm finally giving my parents grace. I'm allow, I'm understanding that they didn't have those tools in their toolbox because they weren't allowed it. They were not given that luxury versus, like, other people's parents who, like, grew up here, who were born here, who had parents who also grew up here. You know, like, it's different being raised by parents who still think they're still in their own country. Like, my parents, especially... I don't honestly both of them it's like them thinking that everything that we have here is going to be taken away that's how my mom thinks a lot and that's why she works extremely hard because she was like nothing is permanent and versus my dad is like no girl like we're good we can like live life now like we made something of ourselves Elvia, we're good but for my mom she's like it's never enough it's never enough for her um and I wish she could understand like she did do it like she did the thing like she raised two amazing kids that went off to college and graduated like she did it like i i wish she could give herself grace and for her to be proud of herself um because i know my dad is he's like he's geeked i remember when he was at my graduation man fought his way to the front with his camcorder recording me like man when i tell you that man fought like he pushed bitches like he did not give a shit and he pushed them to get out of his way so he could get like the front of the barricade where they block you off from like everybody else but like damn 
I made a TikTok about that. I'll probably post it. I'll probably posted it already. But that was like my parents and like um I know that a lot of kids that grow up with parents that are like like immigrant parents, they don't they the thing that we have such a problem with them is always like things regarding emotions. And just understand they they don't have the emotional intelligence that we do just because they were not taught that. They were taught to suppress. They were ta- taught not to feel. And like for my parents like that's how it was. Like, my mom was like, don't be too loud. Don't be too excited because that draws attention to us. And then people will not like us just because, like, stereotypes in this fucking country and fuck everybody else. And the same with, like, my dad. He would just, like, if you look too excited, if you look too happy, it would look like you want attention. It would look like you want attention. So don't do that too much. So stay neutral. And don't be sad because you have nothing to be sad about because you live in this country and we have everything we ever wanted and more. And I think telling your kids that they're not allowed to be overly happy, they're not allowed to be sad, you have to be neutral all the time, it really fucks with you. And I think that's why we have like a lot of, you grow up with a lot of animosity towards your parents because a lot of things that in the West that you learn about like body issues, mental health, um, racism, not like racism doesn't exist in the other countries, but it's different here. Um, for them not understanding and like finding the importance of like, learning to understand you and navigating this with you instead of pushing it away and saying it doesn't exist it really fucks with you growing up because you think there's something wrong with you and for me like i have i'm mentally ill we all know this and like i've spoken my journey with mental health and like how my parents are not there and they are there more now i think just because of the events that happened to me in the past couple of months so they find it very serious now versus in the past and I remember telling them, and I was like, when I was 12, screaming about how much in pain I was, but like mentally, but not physically, and you didn't believe me. I wish you believed me. And that's why my mom admitted, she was like, I just didn't understand. She was like, to me, like, we just thought, like, you, you're, it's, you're being crazy. You're being crazy, because that's what I was told when I was younger. If I was anxious, I was just being crazy. And same with my dad, he was like, you just want attention. Like, that's why you want something wrong with this wrong, something's wrong with you, you just want attention, huh? And then later on, he realized, like, oh, no, like, my kid needs help. Like, my kid needs help. Like, yeah. So I think, like, a lot of my animosity towards my parents were always because of something that they lacked. But I never acknowledged what they had. And they did give me a lot of love. And they did try to create a world like everybody else's kid like they try to create something something beautiful for me too so i didn't feel like i was missing out on anything and never ever ever did i ever felt like i was missing out never did i think that someone had more than me it's like well yeah of course people had way more than me but like what i had was enough to my like to me what i had was enough and i think a lot of more kids like i'm not telling you to fucking forgive your parents or everything they've done to you but just like because for me like i forgive my parents and it I forgave my parents, and I can say that truthfully and wholly now, 100%. I do believe that. I forgive my dad. Forgive my mom? Not there yet. But my dad? Yes. But my mom? No. But just, like, to look back on everything that has ever happened. Look back on it. And think about the good and give the good its flowers. I know the bad. The bad felt like shit, and there was probably a lot more bad than good. But damn, the good was good. And you allow yourself to be happy about it. You deserve to be happy about it. Um, but yeah, that's Efren and Elvia. I hope y'all get to meet them. My friends, I love when my friends meet my parents. My dad is very outgoing. My mom is very shy. Unless you speak Spanish and unless, like, my mom will, like, open up more to you. Um, but it's really silly. Like, 
<laughs> my parents love my friends and they love hanging out with my friends and they love being with me. Um, I miss them dearly, like extremely a lot, a lot. Um, and this playlist is something that like means a lot to me because like they're all Filipino and Mexican artists and I just think music in other languages is beautiful. And I always tell my friends this, I think how love is portrayed in Spanish is insane if you can understand it like the way they describe it it makes you feel it like that's a love like that's a love and like i don't understand tagalog i don't but the songs i've like the the there's a song called um is it calichuchi i think it is it's a flower um that song is one of my favorite songs favorite favorite songs in my entire like top 10 makes me cry every time i hear it i don't understand the lyrics but the way it makes me feel like, the way it makes me feel is insane. And for everyone that's, like, really, like, against listening to other music in other languages, because they're like, you don't even understand what they're saying. How can you say it's good? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're literally closing yourself off to a whole different world. Like, you're a loca for not thinking that it's going to be good. But um, this playlist is something I'm extremely proud of. And if you ever wanted to, like, a look in... Because I feel like Spanish music is getting kind of like hype here in the states but music in tagalog like no one really listens to but this shit is good so let me put you on and let me show you music that i just like love listening to and like that's something that my dad doesn't understand like why i listen to tagalog music because i don't understand and he's like i never showed you any because my dad did it <laughs> um but i love it i love it and i love it and i don't care that i found it on my own but um yeah this episode is just like homage to them because they have quirks about them that I see in myself. And when I was younger, I used to hate it. But as I grew older, I got to appreciate it more. And even though like, I do have my issues with them, I do appreciate them for raising me the way they did. Because I see like how other parents raise their kids. And even though their parents, their, those, those kids could be like, I love my parents. And my parents gave me everything that I ever wanted. Yeah, maybe that was a fucking problem. Maybe they should have never done that. Because now your hand is always out without ever giving. Hmm, let's talk about that. Like, oh, uh, I, did I talk about this episode? I don't know. But like my mom, there's a whole thing. Like no thin is better when so I was like, you have no fucking shame. Well, no, no fucking, but like you have no shame. And that's my mom with like everybody. Like if people always ask for shit and never give anything return or like never like work hard or like show that they should be given something. My mom was like, you have no fucking shame. You're always asking and asking and asking, but never give. Like that was my thing. And like, oh my God, you the more you grow up and the, when you enter the workplace and you meet other adults, you realize how they were raised. Because values and morals, that is taught to you when you're in the adolescence, your socialization period, how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to treat other people. And like, ooh, you are learned that people have no shame, that they were, they were taught to think that they are everything in the world, this, that, and the third. Like, they were everything. Like, even though my dad was cocky, he was like, you are not better than the next one. Remember that. Stay humble. And he did humble me. And that's why he humbled me, telling me that I was an 8 out of 10 sometimes. Sometimes a 6 out of 10. Telling me I look busted in the kitchen. I should get matching PJs. Like, man humbled me. And so did my mom. But I never took anything for granted. And they kept me humble. And they kept me grounded. Because they reminded me where I came from. And I remember my childhood. I remember watching my parents work hard as fuck hard as fuck like i think it's that's a thing like a lot of kids never get to see is like watch a spare especially when, when you have like parents who do like manual are you kidding me siri anyways you have um parents who basically do like manual labor 
being able to see your parent work so freaking hard, it makes you want to work hard for them. So seeing these kids, like when their parents, like they still do very valuable work, but they don't see the importance of like the everyday worker. Like, bitch, I'm going to fucking sock you in the head. Why are you living, leaving your trash everywhere? Oh, there's a custodian here. Yeah, but there's a trash can right there. Use it. What the fuck is wrong with you? So it's like that. So like, I would not trade my parents for anybody in the whole entire world. Even though they caused me a lot of shit, caused me a lot of distress. And if you asked me at 18, if I, if I hated my parents, I would say yes. If you asked me at 21, if I hated my parents, I would say yes. If you asked me at 22, at 23, if I hated my parents, I said yes. But here at 24, I do not hate my parents. I forgive my dad. I'm waiting on forgiving my mom, but I got to work through that with my therapist. Um, but things like that. So if you come from a fam, like a, like a family, your parents are immigrants, and you have like some sort of like animosity towards them, I get it. It's valid. You're allowed to feel hate. You're allowed to be bad. You're allowed to be sad. You are allowed to feel like you were robbed of something. Because we kind of all were. We were robbed of something, but so was our parents. They had nothing to give us. They, they, they didn't even know what that was because they were robbed of it as well. Okay, so that is the moral of the fucking story. Uh, thank you for letting me share a little bit of my parents with y'all. Um, I just like love them a lot. And uh, I miss them a lot, a lot. And I can't wait to see them really soon. Um, but if you do one thing, please, 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 please. Go listen to this playlist. Go, let me put you on to some Spanish music. Some music in Tagalog, please. Um, anyways, Eleanor is going to the motherland, aka the Philippines in December, so wish her luck. If anyone has been to the Philippines, I already know it's gonna be a culture shock. I know I'm so fucking Americanized, so if people have been to the Philippines, let me know what to look out for. I know not to bring my phone out, I know not to wear nice things, because I will get robbed, and I know not to open my mouth. Because my mom taught me that even in Mexico. So, I love y'all, I will see you next week for the last episode of season 5. I hope you have the bestest, bestest rest of your week and the bestest bestest rest of your day anytime whatever time that you were watching this night day whatever morning all right and like always this is me eleanor goodbye <laughs>